welcome to more to come. PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right, if you can hear in the background, you'll know that I have the pleasure this week of interviewing once again Jeff Darrow, uh, the much acclaimed comics artist, the author of Hardball, Big Guy Rusty, the boy robot, but more importantly... Shaolin Cowboy, um, the latest volume, Who'll Stop the Rain, from Dark Horse. And we also want to talk to him uh, a little bit about Lead Poisoning, The Art of Jeff Darrow, uh, a book packed with these amazing pencil drawings. Jeff, thank you for being on More to Come Again. Well, thank you for having me on. I enjoy talking with you, and I think saying the art part of it, I never wanted to put that on the book. But, uh, well, okay. Kind of, uh, okay. Well, that it's on there. I, I, I think that, that's, that's always debatable. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, what nobody will linger on the on the on the title once they once they open the book up okay. and see these drawings. So, we'll, um, we're we're going to talk about that. We we got time. Uh, so I'm in New York. You're in Chicago. Um, uh, usually we're in a crowded room <laughs> at a convention. So this is better. With someone interrupting us saying, uh, is Frank really going to be here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. All too true. I don't know. I but here we go. Well, the, the, let's jump right to Shaolin Cowboy. Um, this amazing series. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I was able to, I think, to talk to you a little bit about Ship Buffet. I think that was the first hardcover um, yeah. collection that Dark Horse put out. Um, but now we're at Who'll Stop the Rain. This is a new episode, uh, and it's particularly noteworthy, I think, uh, in the post-Trump years that we find ourselves in. Uh, would you agree with that or no? That wasn't my intent. Okay. I, 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 I was just, you know, working on this thing. It was before he was elected, and uh, I just... You know, I always put like, you know, there's trucks and signs because I, whereas the first book, most of it's, all of it's in the desert. I got it into the city in this one. Yeah. And I like drawing like fake billboards because you put gags and you can do little drawings and cartoony things. And, and I don't know, I just had the TV on and, you know, I've I never liked the man. <laughs> well. <laughs> but the more, the more, that, the more that's poured out of his mouth, I just, oh, and then whenever I have to think of something to put on the side of a billboard, I would. Well, take a poke at. Well, well, good for you. Um, but I, but, but, for those who may not know, I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the Shaolin Cowboy is, uh, and stop me if I'm giving a wrong interpretation. He's he is, you know, he's a monk, a Shaolin monk, a master of of kung fu. Um, in some ways, kind of a a, a Buddhist Superman. He and but the book itself, as he he in this volume anyway, he seems to be chased by uh, uh, a, a a group that in some ways seems to be the, the a convention of uh, deplorables. Yeah, the basket <laughs> of deplorables. Yeah, basket yeah, well, of de- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Excuse my description, I, uh, my borrowed description. No, 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 no. It's it's an apt one. I, yeah, I. It's the worst, the worst that uh, humanity has to offer, and uh, I think that is working with the main villain, who's a a crab. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the leader of this motley crew. Yeah. King Crab. Yeah. But they've all got real spific um, um, grudges to bear against the Shaolin Cowboy. Yes, yes. they do. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, for the most part, a lot of grudges are stupid. They're always, you know, I mean, trivial things. Not always, but I don't know. I, I mean, in comics. I mean, it's kind of a a satire in comics when you got, you know, the, the, you know, the Red Skull or. Red Skull or Baron Zemo, or they got they got something against Captain America because he, you know, he stopped there. In their case, it's something. Well, well you know, the Nazi part of that that, that is yeah. important. He's maybe <laughs> a bad example, but but in case, well, for example, Doctor Doom, who, sure, who, who's, who's actually he, he is angry because of his uh, he's jealous of Reed Richards. And um, they have these enormous grudges that are world shaking. I thought, <laughs> yes. well, what you know, if the grudges were something as simple as, especially these days, I had to hear people say, well, you know, he he unfriended me, and uh, you know, I don't know why he unfriended. And they're so incensed. It's like if that's the worst thing that can happen to you, your life is you're doing okay. And so I, that was my. Uh, <clears throat> I just thought it was funny to have all these people have stupid grudges against this character. They wanted to kill him over because there's no, the only really good reason to kill somebody is if they're a practicing Nazi or, I mean, you can't kill somebody just because I guess there's plenty (laughs) of Nazis in America, but I mean, you know, like in World War II, I think you know what I mean. Oh, I think so too. Uh, but uh, there's some I mean, other grudges too. It's interesting. I mean, you could also call this sort of the revenge of the menu. I mean, um, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a whole group of animal um, revengers, I guess, uh, yeah. and they have their own story to tell. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's, done, he's actually done them wrong, but I. I uh, that that came about from my time in Japan, where I had to explain um, uh, the, the 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 main villain was a, a talking crab. Because when I was working in Japan on this aborted animated version of the Shaolin Cowboy, yeah. they had a hard time with the talking crab, and uh, I <laughs> I tried. But, that, but they didn't it. mind the talking pig or the talk. <laughs> Oh, the any, talking yeah, dogs any, any or that? Kind of, no, no, no. They kept telling me, and funny enough, any kind of talking animal, they had a hard time with. And originally, the only animal that well, had the mule that talked, but that yeah. was from my, well, when I was a kid, and I was, I always still watch Mr. Ed. And at the time, I thought, oh, there hasn't been a talking horse in a long time. And about the time I was drawing it, I think Shrek came out. He had Eddie Murphy doing that great job as the donkey. Yeah, yeah. They're going to think I copied that, but it was actually, the, it comes from, Mr. Ed and uh, Francis, the, the the mule. But in Japan, they were like, oh, well, you know, you've got these ta- this talking animal, you got this talking mule and this crab. And so then I came up with this whole idea that, well, in this sort of indeterminate future, uh, reincarnation has become kind of a fact. Uh-huh. And, and animals, but actually, a- animals are actually aware of the fact that they may have been, you know, uh, a senator from... Uh, Mississippi or, uh, okay. or or Florida, and uh, they've done something wrong, and now they're they, they, the wheel of reincarnation has been turned backwards, and now they're a dog or a or a mule or a, a, a 
you know, whatever kind of animal. So that they accepted finally. That uh, they, 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 you finally convinced them. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. you're absolutely right. They, they, they certainly are, are, are sentient and aware, and they're really pissed off, all these animals. Uh, and they're pissed off at the Shaolin Cowboy. He did eat the, the one guy's parents. I mean, but uh, and I actually have kind of a hard time with that myself. I think, well, you know, what he did wasn't good. Yeah. But you know, you dropped out. Aware of it. You dropped out for a second. So, I, but it sounds like you were talking yeah. about um, uh, what the the the, um, the pig, the the ninja pig. <laughs> Because it, it, the Shaolin Cowboy kind of inadvertently ate some of their parents, if I'm not mistaken. Well, 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 the crab he did, but the the pig actually he didn't. Because oh. uh, <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, he's kind of learned a little bit of his lesson, and he's actually having tofu. But he happens to be in this restaurant that sells a lot of barbecue pork, and he just sort of gets lumped in with everybody else. Oh, right. And uh, this is he when... actually kind of. This is when Mama Pig yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of, you know, I mean, she attacks him, and he defends himself. I and mean, He doesn't actually kill her. He just kind of knocks her out, but then, you know, the chef comes out and finishes oh, the job right. off. But he yeah. feels bad, and he, he takes the baby. He yeah. He takes the young piglet. So, but, you know, I mean, all that piglet knows is that, you know, you know he killed his mother, so yeah. he's got this grudge. I mean, but, it's up. I mean, when you say it out loud, it sounds so silly. It is silly. <laughs> Well, you know, it may sound silly with us talking about it, but I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a page turner. Uh, and we, we haven't even got to talking about uh, the fabulous artwork of Jeff Darrow and the, your ability. I mean, it's not just the detail, but the, 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 the comedy, this comedy saturated detail. Um, that that's constantly, yes, it's made, you mean that constantly you can't turn the page because you feel like you've missed something on the last one. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, 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 I always kind of think, well, there's not much going on story-wise and so I'll put some, I'll put gags in it and that way, you know, they don't feel too ripped off, I guess. Because I mean, when I was living in France, when I was living in France, they would talk to me and they said, well, you know. A good comic book, it should take you 45 minutes to read a good comic book. And I, it always struck me as really, I was like, what, what do you, 40, what, what, do you sit down with a stopwatch? <laughs> yeah. So if it's like, if it, if it, if it you know, if it uh, comes in at 35 minutes, are you mad? Do you take it back? Yeah, yeah you get a And they would complain <laughs> about that comic, so it's, well, you can read them so fast. You know, there's not much, there's not much of a story, and there's, you know, the, the dialogue, you just go, so it's, it's not a good read. I mean, oh, no, no. Well, I don't know about that, uh, but I'll tell you one thing: um, uh, it, however long it takes to read one of your comics, it's you know you, you can't wait. You don't want it to end um, because there's one another page of incredible that just reaches out and grabs you, um, and and um, so the, the pace. Everybody has their own pace, I'm sure, uh, when trying yeah. to read your your comics. Um, well, and, and I don't think any comics in general, I don't think there's any right way or wrong way to do comics. Yes. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day that, that was saying, well, you know, they should be like this. I said, why do they have to be like that? Yeah. They can be anything. I mean, there are comics that I might not necessarily like, but I'm glad that they're out there, you know? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i glad there's Marvel comics. I'm glad that there's Love and Rockets, and I'm glad that there's, 
a rumble, and I'm glad that mm-hmm. there's, uh, uh, you know, Osagi Ojimbo. I'm glad that there's, I mean, there's just so many great comics that don't have to do with either the the DC universe or the Marvel universe. But I'm glad they all they all coexist. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a great time right now, in particular, in my opinion, because there's so many, there's so much variety in the American comics market these days. Not like when I was yeah. a kid. It's not all superheroes. Oh. Not knocking superheroes, but there are so well, many no, comics. I hear you. It's, there, it's well, really, I am, mm-hmm, Go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying this. That you can walk. Not only that, you can walk into a bookstore, and you know, a, a, a real bookstore, and it will have a tremendous you know, selection of all kinds of comics. Yeah, and I, I, it's, I don't know, yeah, it's, it really, it really is a good time, and I, I, because I remember the first time I showed my artwork to, uh, uh, <clears throat> actually, it was Archie Goodwin, and uh, uh-huh. he said, I really like it, he said, but he said, but I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> He's, this is the famous editor. He's, this is the famous editor from DC, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a wonderful man, and really, really sweet, very, very nice and complimentary. But, but my artwork didn't fit into that. You know, even artwork-wise, things have have, have changed because oh, yes. you had to be kind of a Marvel guy, or and the stuff I was doing, I've always done is is very European influenced, yeah. and especially Mobius, and and it was uh, what they call line clear, or line mm-hmm. clear, and mm-hmm. nobody was, no one was doing that. I mean, now you got a, you got a few guys that are doing it. Yeah, know? actually, could quietly, you? Could, could you say a few words about? I know you consider Mobius sort of a, a mentor as well as like a, a friend, the late Mobius, the great, the great uh, French comics artist. What what uh, what was your first encounter with with Mobius? Oh well, because I mean, I I had you know I bought um, there's a he's still out there, fantastic um, a book dealer, comics dealer named uh, Bud Plant, and he, he sure. lived in Grass Valley, California, and I had seen in books. Um, examples of, of this comic strip called Lieutenant Blueberry, which mm-hmm. is the first thing Mobius did. It's a fantastic, beautifully mm-hmm. drawn Western. Yep. And I got this calendar from Bud Plant, and he was selling French comics. And this was in like 1974, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, I don't know, $3 a piece. And uh, I, you know, I, holy cow. And I sent one, I sent one of his, I sent a Lieutenant Blueberry, a Valerian by Jean Claude Mezier. Mm-hmm, sure. Herman Her, Herman did a book. Uh, Armand did a book called uh, Bernard Prince, which is sort of a Travis McGee adventure kind of guy. And I got those three things in the mail. I was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah. yeah. And they put the top of my because I've never seen drawing like that. I mean, yeah. those those three guys are like gods to me. Then, and I mean, you know, my up, up to that point still is. Uh, Jack Kirby was one of my favorites. Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and. Uh, um, Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Richard Corbin. Yeah. Yes, like, yes. Holy cow. But when I saw that thing, because, I mean, they were doing drawings that you wouldn't see in America. And it's, been, it's, sort of like, it's probably because they have a lot more time, the pacing. They would, mm-hmm. Generally, those, those books were printed in, in weekly or sometimes monthly, or, or weekly or monthly uh, magazines. The biggest ones, one was Pilot. Mm-hmm. And another one was there was um, what was the other one Spiru, mm-hmm. and I think Mobius's stuff was printed in Pilo, and then they'd have to do like I don't know maybe ten pages a month. Yeah, and so it was at the end of the year they'd print they'd collect them into 
uh, a hardcover book, uh, and and then you'd get them. And so, you know, 48, 50 pages a year was what they kind of did. <laughs> I mean, Mobius was an exception. He would do like two or three books a year. So he was, in many ways, a Jack Kirby of, uh, of, of, of France. France by this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was just enamored of him. And, and uh, then in the late, in about 76 or 75, he started... Metal Herlot came out, and I managed yes. uh, New York to find, uh, find it, and mm. I realized that was him under the name Mobius. And the first first time I saw it, I was like, I, you know, I, I wish he was just doing the Western, but then the more I looked at it, the more I you know, was even more infatuated with him. And then and like I moved out to California in the, mm. uh, around 1979, 80, and uh, I met him through a friend. Mm-hmm. John Diefenbacher, who was an architect working on Epcot Center in Florida. He was working on the Disney lot. Uh-huh. And he arranged, I asked him if he could get me out of the Disney lot to meet Mobius. And um, he didn't know who he was. <laughs> but I figured he had enough, I figured he had enough juice to, yeah. um, you know. And he called, called me back after two days and said, well, we're having dinner with him on Saturday night. And that's how I got to know him. And then we became friends and uh, we just stayed friends and you know he i, I you know I, I never told him what i he asked me what i mm-hmm. did i never i never told him what i was doing so you figure guys like that are always having people bother me like oh look at my work and do this and i never wanted yeah. to be that kind of a so he didn't know you were a cartoonist too no no he, he asked me i said well i kind of draw yeah well, let me see some of it and he came and he looked at it and he goes, oh, this is really interesting. And I'll bet. He, he tried to try give me some work on Tron. Uh-huh. But you know, it never happened. But I met all the guys. Uh-huh. I remember we ran like a 5K race with the director, Steve Lisberger. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, was, I was leading. I was leading the race. <laughs> and this was like the last, and the last year was maybe a block and a half to go. Like Mobius. Ran by me. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, he's an athlete too. <laughs> yeah, he would run. And yeah, he ran, and and so anyway, I remember that. But I don't see this because I look at who is this goofy guy that Mobius brought. Like he, he just take me to invite me to parties. Oh, this and, is cool. You know, he always kind of look at me like, who is this guy? Wow. And, uh, anyway. and, and now you I, lived I, in I, France I, too, right? And of course. Well, then afterwards, because I met him, I, I, I wrote to him and I would, I'd call him every once in a while. It was a big deal in those days to call another country. And I said, well, I'm kind of finally coming to France. I think this was like 1982, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, I, and I said, oh, I've, can I come? I've, I've drawn a comic strip. And, um, and he said, oh, I'll take you into Metal Herlant. And so we met and uh, he, he took me in there, introduced me to the, the editor, uh, for, for, our, for our fans who may not know, you're, you're talking about heavy metal, the French version of yeah, well, yeah. well the French, the yeah, not the, the later American version, which is a little which yeah, because I mean, which, yeah. metal, metal Herlant translates to screaming metal, okay, basically, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cooler title, but yes, uh, actually, yes, <laughs> but they, but they, uh, yeah, the guy liked it, and they, they said they would print it, so that was the start of mine. And then I moved over there about two years after that uh-huh. because he had started up a company called Edena and uh, they were going to, they printed my first, oh, yeah. first mm-hmm. stuff in France. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Well, uh, you, I mean, uh, long-winded. Well, <laughs> and fascinating. Um, well, just, 
obviously, Mobius is is just one of the great artists that that, that has inspired us all. Oh. He's inspired you, and you know you're you you you've done some pretty yeah. good stuff too. I won't embarrass you. Um, you I want to jump back to Shaolin Cowboy for a second. Um, yep. because um, I do want to let people know as we were talking about this basket or gang of deplorals that are all hot on the trail of Shaolin Cowboy. It Cowboy. The I mean, the book itself is really kind of a descent, and it's this hellish metaphor for American business and yeah. cultural life. I think you know. I mean, it's this world of iPhones. You know, too much sugar, uh, gluttonous consumption, and unbelievable stupidity. Yeah, and violence. Oh, I mean, don't let me leave the violence out. Uh, well, I mean, you know, that's. that's I mean, that for me, that's that's the uh, the dichotomy of America. Is like this country is. It can be so smart and so creative, and then so naive and so so stupid. Uh, I mean, and I, you know, I'm you know, I'm just like, oh, what the hell? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm saying I'm right, but that, that, when I, I look at. I mean, gosh, I was so yesterday, that whole Alabama thing, it's, it's well, just bothered me so much. And I, I really thought that that guy was going was gonna, to gonna do it. And I thought the, well, more I that people, <laughs> the more that people interfered, you know, especially outside, yeah. I thought that that, you know, the, 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 that pride would say, well, the hell with you, we don't care what he's done, we're going we're gonna to put him in there no matter what. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe he would have won if it had been, you know, like a, a not a an off year, uh, and a kind of an yeah, odd election, maybe. but, but the fact that, you know, and, uh, the fact that there's the African-American community that seems to have really put it over the top. And, uh, I, they seem uh, to have been the, the key factor in this. Um, yeah, despite what they despite what I've heard they tried to do to sort of discourage. Yeah. The voter suppression. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's just, you know, I mean, I mean, my, my take on, I mean, just the politics now is that, you know, I think America kind of thought, well, we, we, we elected a black man. So, oh, things are all great again. You know, well. <laughs> we're not a racist country. There's no problem. And um, now it's like, well, we put up with that black man for eight years. Yeah. Now we're going to do what we want. Yeah, now like, we go back to being yeah, racist, please, like, which we never stopped yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Yeah, seems like a guy who seems to make it okay to be racist. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've and, got a and, different uh, sort of dude. Uh, yeah. President dumbass. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you talk, talk about a basket of deplorables. I mean, you know, this guy supposedly Rob Ron Morse or Rob is it Rob or Ron? I can't remember. Ron Moore. But anyway, he's supposed oh, to yeah, be yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Um, yeah, what is his name? Yeah. I forget. Yes. <laughs> but he's uh, supposed to be this religious man, this good Christian, and yet. He, yeah, I guess you're you're a good Christian as long as you're white and you're you know you're and you're not gay and you're not uh, you know <laughs> yeah if you're not, if you're not white if you're white you're okay and you're not gay you're fine. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, you're you're of questionable heritage. And, uh, yeah, we, well, you know that's why uh, your book uh, you do sort of have to laugh to keep from crying. This is uh, this yeah. is a portrait of modern America taken. To uh to a comic, but you know, not so obsessive, or excuse me, not so implausible, uh, uh, no, extreme. It's you're yeah, laughing through your tears and through staring through your fingers because uh, this is just an yeah, extreme I'm not sure version of a, of a bleeding heart liberal. I mean, I'd be like, that's a bad <laughs> thing. I don't, 
But I, I just think that, you know, you, I mean, I just believe that, you know, okay, you don't like gay people, you don't like whatever, you don't, then you don't have to deal with them. You just let, let, let people, let people be, leave them alone. It's just been, show some empathy and tolerance for other kinds of lifestyle. And, and, and what does it bother you that there's two men living across the street and they love it that there are two women and, or, or someone who's decided to change their, that, that feels that they're more comfortable as a woman or they've yeah. been born in the wrong body. I mean, what, what do you care? Yeah. And on top of it, if you're that evangelical, a Christian, um, if you, you believe so strongly in heaven and hell, there's nothing you can do to them. There won't be worse yeah, than right. your belief that they're going to hell because they're going to pay for it. So you can just sit there and say, <laughs> you might be laughing now, gay boy, but <laughs> you're going to pay for it in hell. <laughs> you know, just let, them, just let them, if you believe in that bullshit, then, yeah. uh, you know, leave them alone. But no, they got to, because I just think it's like you're just sad, you're unhappy because they're happy and you're well, miserable. Yeah. Well, they just Why want to create hell right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, well, you know what? You nail them. <laughs> you nail them for a good laugh in this in in Shaolin Cowboy with some amazing drawings. And believe me, uh, <laughs> uh, I. But I I do have to ask you about another aspect: the 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 yeah. wit and wisdom of Robert Mitchum. Uh, who turns, oh. <laughs> who turns up uh, as a high priest of his own uh, right. Well, yeah, I, I've always, you know, I just, I've never heard him on talk shows. He's always been really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just, when I, because in the first book I ever did, he had this talking mule who used to talk about stuff. And he was the first guy, I think in the first one, he mentioned Robert Mitchum, this mule to talk about. And then when I, 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 for reasons that we're going to the mule isn't there anymore, and I thought, well, oh, you always talking about that Robert Mitchum's original. Originally, I was going to change all the time. I was going to, you know, mix it up and have it sometimes be John. Well, you, I guess you'd get in trouble for using likenesses. So I'm kind of probably uh, skating on thin ice. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just like the idea of you had the, you've got a Buddhist, a Shaolin monk who has the sort of, and, and that's me because I I really don't know that much about Buddhism. Uh, <laughs> well, I learned almost, what I, little I know. I've learned I from think, you. <laughs> well, you haven't learned anything because I said my 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 knowledge is. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is the right thing to say. It's concerned with fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> stuff that I have in spouting because I I don't know. I but I. But I have. Uh, then I thought, well, then you've got the the sort of homespun. Uh, taciturn, dry Robert Mitchum, who who just kind of seemed to just sort of meander through life, like really not seeming like he didn't care about anything, but I think he cared a lot more about what he did than he than he put yeah. out, than he put on. Yeah, yeah. I just love the guy. I mean, like, he's just so well. Sure, I, you, could, I mean, you couldn't have a movie star like him now. Because yeah. I don't know if he's good looking. He is, but he's kind of strange looking. Yeah, he's very distinctive looking too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think those those actors of that generation, they did sort of try to look like, you know, I mean, I, they, they those were the guys spouting about the method and all of that. They sort of act like, you know, I think they cared about well, it a lot, it, lot more than they showed, just as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have and they had a life experience. I mean, when you read about it, you never know how much of it's true. Yeah. But some of these, these guys were in the war or they, yeah, right. you know, they worked as steel workers or they mm -hmm. were. 
you know, he talked about, you know, he had to leave home and he rode the rails. I mean, you never know how much of it, like I said, yeah. that is true. But, you know, they, they, they had, you know, I mean, John Wayne, he came, he came from Iowa and he was, you know, he worked as a, you know, he was a football player. And he just, nowadays it's all, I guess there are actors, but a lot of guys are just like, you know, from musical groups or they're, um, Ex-comedians. Yeah, groups. So they're, are they male models? And yeah. They're kind of hired for their face. As a, I mean, I guess everybody's hired for their face, but uh, you don't have a lot of guys. I think Clint Eastwood and Kirk Douglas, God, he turned 101 yesterday. Wow, that, actually, I didn't realize that. were like, kind of like real manly men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. I know uh, they were good guys, but, uh, well, I tell you, you've, uh, we're gonna, I wanna, I'm gonna segue there. There's no like smooth way to do that. I'm gonna segue from there, from, um, d- dystopian America and the, the wisdom, the, the guru like wisdom of Robert Mitchum to lead poisoning. And, um, th- this is a book. Now, this came out in, uh, let's see, like Shaolin Cowboy came out in, uh, October, I believe, in the fall. Um, yeah. Lead poisoning came, came out. out that was in the summer, right? I think uh, lead poisoning came yeah. out. And yeah. these are amazing. Now, all your drawings are amazing. But these seem to be these scenes. And some of them seem to be from other works you've done over the past. But maybe you can talk about this a little bit to our listeners. I mean, I, as I understand it, you do these drawings and then you put vellum over them and then you ink them into the final works. Is that how it's done? Yeah, I used to work on vellum. Now I just work on regular Strathmore. Listen, once again, going back to Mobius, first thing I ever did in France was a portfolio called City of Fire. Mm-hmm. And I did it with Mobius. And I did the drawings. And my drawing, the, 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 the crayon, it's just so, it's like almost engraved. I mean, it, it, it's like Braille. If you ran your hand over it, you would feel the uh-huh. the dent in the paper, the, the trough that, because I draw really hard because I'll, draw real loose and I'll go in and like, I want to make sure I got, this is exactly what I want to draw. And I just by carve into the paper and he realized he put ink on top of the drawings because it just, the ink comes out kind of gray as opposed to black. Mm -hmm. So he was the guy that would send in the drawings. He was living in Tahiti at the time. Hmm. And I moved to France to work with him. And when I got there, like two weeks after I got there, he moved to Tahiti. (laughs) <laughs> and so they mail they mailed these things to him, and his idea was he had a light box, and he would uh, use this. It's not exactly vellum, but it's like vellum. It's a paper called Opalux, uh-huh. and it's kind of plastic, plasticky paper. Mm-hmm. And he was inking it on uh, on those, and I saw, oh, that makes sense. And so I uh, um, started doing the same thing. Cool. And I did it all the way through. Big guy, I stopped. I stopped doing it. On um, this book I did for Burning Man, the first show in Pillboy. So I was convinced I wouldn't be able to find that paper anymore. <laughs> so I thought I got to get used to inking on Strathmore. So do you still so, ink over a light box with the the basic yeah, drawing yeah, underneath yeah. of it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I just want to let people know that this book, what, I mean, one of the other, besides your drawings, one of the other fascinating things about the book is the long list. Of all of other celebrated artists, writers, uh, your colorist Dave Stewart, who I think writes the opening introduction to the book, um, yeah. who I mean, who are like 
you know, shout outs uh, and praise of Jeff Darrow. We'll get Chuck Kalanick, oh, Mike Mignola, yeah. David Matt, yeah. Josh Whedon, Sergio Aragonis, yeah. Yoshihiro Watanabe, um, Isabel Gerard, Mobius' wife, uh, Richard yeah. Corbin, yeah. Uh, among yeah. my favorite yeah. artists in the world. Yeah, his 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 stuff just amazed me because he looks at it very clinically, and he was dead on on everything he said. Yeah, so who are you talking about now? Who are you talking about? Corbin. Oh, Corbin. Yes. Well, I'm a huge Corbin yeah. fan. I don't see yeah, too much of his work too. these and, days. I don't. What is he? What's he doing? Well, he does stuff for Dark Horse. He does a a, a, a series of horror comics. I can't think of what the name well, I buy. Was, so he, I just you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, but but he. He nailed it because it was like this really old drawing, and he described it. And I was like, "Holy cow! That is exactly what I was thinking when I did it." Because it's a really old thing. I was really one of the other guys that really influenced me really early on was Von Baudet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there sure, like two yeah. Underground com- there were two underground comic guys that I. I was a pretty straight kid when I would see comics like Last Gasp. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, "That's ah, too. That's ah, a little too." You know. I say too hippie for me. They're talking about drugs. I wasn't into that. Oh stuff. no! <laughs> and then I found I found Rolf. I found Rolf by Richard Corbin, which I thought was oh, the most sure, fantastic, yeah. utterly complete comic book I had ever read. Yeah, it just it had everything. It had kung fu. It had monsters. It had beautiful chicks. And it just, yes, just lots amazing. of beautiful chicks. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Um, and then the other guy I found was Ron Baudet, who did a thing yeah. called G- Young Quaffle. Sure. And he did a comic strip called Cobalt, Cobalt 60, mm-hmm. I think, or Cobalt 90, Cobalt 90, which I, to this day is one of my favorite comic strips of all time, because it's very, this stuff was a little more, I don't know what the word would be, cartoony, but I guess cartoony, but it was ultra-violent. I mean, it was the most violent thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I was very influenced by that. And he... You know, and I, and there's a drawing in that book that is very Bombardier influenced, even though you can't probably tell. That's the one Corbin. Uh, is that the one? The, now, there's on. one in there of Corbin. I'm looking through it now where he's describing the, this giant, the, it's the Shaolin cowboy uh, on this, fighting this giant snake over no, a trailer not park. That one, no. Not that one. Yeah. Right. It's like a really, it's a really bad drawing. It's a really old drawing right. of a kind of a, a demon flying on this winged thing and the, the texture, it's all, the whole thing is totally off. I mean, it's so bad. And, because uh, I'm still trying, I still am trying to learn how to draw. But I didn't know how, like, texture would, I was just, it's just a bunch of circles and lines trying to make sense out of, like, a, like scales on, 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 a, on a dragon. I didn't realize you know, all that stuff has to follow form and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to, but in my mind, it's it, it so makes are, it look more let me ask you this. I mean, are these drawings, uh, th- did these find their way into some works? Or were these exercises? Were these just uh, illustrations? Most of, them, most of them did. Mm-hmm. Most of them did. A lot of them Some of them are stuff I do for conventions because uh-huh. I, uh, I, like, I don't like to do uh, commissions very often because there's never anything I want to draw. And so I'll just do a bunch of drawings to sell at conventions. And some of those are convention things. And some of them are things for movies. Um that were never made and some are, are uh, illustrations there's one in there that's uh from uh laura croft uh-huh. that they asked me to do it's got it's got some bears and wolves on it and it's just odds and ends there's some covers there's a couple marvel covers in there uh-huh. i think there's a conan there's a conan illustration that's in there that the conan people absolutely hated 
This should be a cover. Okay. They I made him look too old. They said they made him look too old. And, you know, well, <laughs> well, their loss is our gain. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, there's it's that kind of stuff. And there's some stuff I did like when I was still in art school in there. Yeah. And there's one drawing in there that I did of my dog and my my grandmother's poodle. It's a really old. I think I was like 12 years old. Oh, wow. I think it's right at the very beginning. It's right at the beginning. Oh tell. yes, <laughs> of course, yes. And there's some babes on the other page too, facing him. Yes. <laughs> some what? Oh, babes. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a uh, fetching young woman who's waving. Really? So that's odd because I don't draw women too often, just because I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't think I'm very good at it. When I draw them, I generally draw kind of. When I was living in Japan, I'd always go, mmm, mmm, mmm. Now women are. Mm. Because they saw him very, you know, very idealized. They always had to be, you know, big-eyed and buxom and beautiful. And I had a tendency to draw what I thought looked like real people. And uh, they, but they were like, oh, no, the Japanese public. They don't want, yes, they're not, they're, they're not into that. They want, yeah. They're into their <laughs> they fantasies. The yeah. Yeah, well, that's what they would say to me. They'd say to me, are these women your fantasy? And I'd say, no. <laughs> just, but that's the way they look. I think that's the way... Well, that's a, doing this work. well, I tell you, that's maybe one of the reasons why your comedy is so powerful, because, I mean, the, the people in your books, oh. your figures, they just look like they just walked right in off the street. I mean, they may be doing the most uh, uh, unimaginable things ever, but they look, we, I mean, insanely real and, like, you know, plausible. Well, I, I'm always trying to, because I, I always thought it was funny, if you draw something that looks real and they're doing something really impossible and stupid, then it makes it looks makes it look even more stupid. Yes, it makes it look more bizarre. <laughs> there's, um, nothing, there's nothing poetic about what I do. I was about Mobius. He was just, and Mike Mignola and uh, mm-hmm. kind of so many guys. That I think there's a poetic uh, uh, part to their work. Uh, I, I think I think Mike Mignola is especially poetic. You know, he, you're like, mm-hmm. ah, no, it's, but, uh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly in, in um, um, uh, Shaolin Cowboy, I would have to say that there's a certain poetry of disgust. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, there's work. disgust. Yeah. You're, like, well, fed up. <laughs> and uh, it's got to come out some way. Um, well, yeah. let me ask you this. We're yeah. gonna, I'm, 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 the time is running down. I am curious. Have we, uh, this isn't the, the, the last of Shaolin Cowboy, is it? He, I mean, he. No, yeah. no. There's no. more to come, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I I always sort of toy with doing something else, but I I kind of. Hey, you still there? Really horrible. Like I, yeah. like I won't even go to see some of these Marvel movies because I'm afraid if I watch one, I want to draw Thor. I want to draw the Hulk, <laughs> and and I just I got. I, I, uh, you know, but the part of it, well, I won't own it, and I can't. You know, they'll tell me what to do. And what do you like Star Wars? I'm afraid to go see Star Wars. They're like, oh, I want to draw that, and then I'll get myself in that. That anybody would let me do it, but but like ah, oh. so I, I, I like keep my head down and try to look at just things that won't distract me from whatever I like. Well, especially Shaolin, because like so I'll watch you know like westerns, and I'll watch you know martial arts movies and. Yes, well, I can tell. (laughs) 
Well, um, I tell you that there, you, you've you've given us a, yes another uh, um, another mark, another spot on the journey of the Shaolin monk, the Shaolin cowboy, and it's pretty yeah, it's about, a lot of damn fun. About two days out of his life. So okay. Well, great. All right. So. Uh, um, uh, I think we're going to have to end it here. I want to encourage Uh-oh. our listeners to go out and get Who's Stop the Rain Shaolin Cowboy. In fact, go out and buy anything that's got Jeff Darrell's name on it. You won't be you won't be uh, dissatisfied. Um, yeah, really. And, and remember, remember to vote in 2018. There you go. Voting Tell you what, important. he's a. He's a comics artist with a with a uh, uh, with, with a responsible political message. Vote these assholes well, out yeah, of it's office. Important. You know, if you're not part of the process, then you're part of the problem because you gotta you can't complain about stuff if you don't go out and at least well, vote. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. People need to vote, yeah. but and yeah. also we need more artists and, like you. And bravo, and bravo, Colin Kaepernick. I'm behind you. There you go. All right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Comic All right. Well, a little shout out to Black Lives Movement, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. All right. And uh, and Doug Jones, who just got elected in Alabama oh, against yeah. all odds. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. The yeah. Revengers couldn't bring him down. <laughs> no. No. Anyway, look. Well, I, kept go, hoping fall, get, I kept hoping he'd fall off that horse. Oh, that's, 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 that's so stupid. I can't even that, begin. That, I can't. I can't Actually, even. It looked like you were throwing. I got to throw this son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, listeners, go out and look for Who'll Stop the Rain, Shaolin Cowboy. Jeff Darrell, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thank you for having me on again. All right. And we, for listening and we'll, to we'll talk again. <laughs>